right now, actually, it seems like Arlen is our best tank at this point. Um, That's not true. I'm tanking the floor real good. Uh, Adrian, I forget what his name is. Out of character. I'm sorry. Out of character. I also forget what his name is. I'm so sorry. Uh. <laughs> we haven't talked about it in weeks in real time. I'm so yeah. sorry. Wow. When did... When did that happen? Because that that would we haven't been gone from the city for very oh. Uh, let's not murder the friends. Very good. I'm itching to kill this guy. Can we just cut it <laughs> back and discuss this later? Chapter 176, The Return of Varus. Okay. So in the last episode, you guys had had a really successful fight against an elder brain, didn't you? You could uh, say... I think that's being very, very nice to us. I would not say successful at all. Well, no one Unless died. Recall, that, that's the only caveat. If, if he could us not dying, then we did great. Yeah, not dying shouldn't be the yeah. It was success. it was pretty awful. <laughs> well, you you guys definitely I think now have a new appreciation for the uh, scope and power of the Illithid kingdoms and why they are so feared when you discover them in your neighborhood. So, um, yeah. So you guys um, took on the Elder Brain. Um, interestingly enough, it was very strange. You guys did all notice that um, there were no guards around the Elder Brain. It was very strange. Uh, you would expect the something as central and um, as precious as the Elder Brain itself would be would be uh, fiercely guarded, and you found nothing there, just the brain itself. But you also found that the brain um, was a uh, a force to be reckoned with by itself. And and how did how did that go when you guys took it on? Let's just say we didn't defeat the brain. We got majorly thrashed and we ran away from the brain. Yes. You, you made a strategic move in a different direction. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you, the, uh, the, in your depleted state, the elder brain was just a, maybe a touch uh, more than you were ready to handle. And you uh, uh, did, did last a couple of rounds, but then it uh, mind blasted the lot of you and a couple of you crumpled to the ground and... The rest of you uh, beat feet out of there, dragging your your uh, companions behind. And uh, then, what did you discover in the hallway outside the brain chamber? The mind walker, mind, mind traveler, yeah. mind traveler. Okay, yeah. I was combining all of those words. Um, was in the hallway and was with friends. Yeah, and laughing at us. He thought it was a joke. Yes. I don't think he was laughing at us, but he just found it incredulous that we were there. He was laughing near you. It's different. Yeah. Um, well, maybe he was laughing at us. Who knows? We, we cut it off right then, so we're not sure what we're about to face. But yes, uh, so the Gith, the uh, the mind traveler that you had run into who had freed you from Alowal's mind prison, um, had uh, run into you in the hallway, and yeah, he brought a whole party with him. So it's nothing, there's no party like a Gith Yankee party, right? And... Uh, you uh, had just uh, just run into him, and uh, that's where we are right now. Um, so we're in the hallway. Uh, the uh, mind traveler is there with a bunch of his friends. And once again, these 
chambers don't follow the architectural laws that you're used to. They're as if designed by an alien mind completely different than what we're used to. Um, it, the uh, hallway um, comes to a point at the top. Instead of being rounded or square, it just kind of um, arcs to a, a seam, a point across the top. Um, and once again, it's almost as if instead of being chiseled or natural, these thing, these you know passages were melted out of the rock themselves. The walls are smooth and uh, fr- you know straight. Although straight's the wrong word because there's not a straight line in this entire place. The passage in front of you curves gently off to the left, and everything here seems to be on a curve. Uh, there are no straight lines at all. But you guys are all lined up there. Um, and actually, uh, why don't we quickly go around the room here and figure out where we're at after uh, getting trounced by the Illithids. So, uh, Cotter, where are you? So, um, I'm at negative 10 hit points. And I have, it looks like, two first level spell slots and one third level spell slot. And that's it. I don't have any land hands healing points either. Okay, so Cotter's down and out and... Uh, down on resources, and then uh, Adri, how about yourself? Well, I went unconscious, and then I think Creval gave me some healing points, and I'm up to five hit points. Yeah, but, you got a um, healing word as you were running out the door, yeah. Yeah, and I am all down luck points, too, even though I do still have quite a bit of key. Okay, and Noan, how about you? I am down to 15 hit points, still pretty good on key, but um, I'm mentally not there. I had to be uh, carried away to safety, so I'm staring vacantly into the walls right now. Okay, and uh, then Arlen? I am at 50 hit points. I have two fourth level spell slots, two second level spell slots, and all my first levels. I have no sorcery points. Um, my Tides of Chaos is active, and I still have all charges on my Wand of Magic Missile. So I'm, all things considered, I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Um, and then Creval. So Creval has one first-level spell slot left, no one Rage, no Channel Divinities. He's about half of his hit points. He has his War Priest uh, inspiration still, but he is more Barbarian at this point than anything. And he currently has a just full, just coming to conscious Adriel over his shoulder. And actually, I think I even took no one. Yeah, you got him under think... one arm. Yeah, like luggage. No, no, yeah. no, I got dimension door by oh, uh, okay. the paladin got that's dimension right. doored. No, that was no one. I, I have, think two, you I have two people. I know that. I don't know yeah. who they are, but I'll be putting them down once I realize they're. I thought it was me and Cotter that you're. Yeah, okay. yeah. And that's okay. I we're both because yeah. I was unconscious and Cotter was unconscious. So I think you being all big yeah. strong was what took us well, out. No, I, I had to rage to do that. <laughs> but yeah, basically that's what I did. I raged and ran us all out of there with uh, uh, Arlen helping with the teleportation. So that's when we ran into these other guys. So. Very good, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm halfway to being completely depleted. More than halfway. Okay. And uh, yeah, so uh, um, right now, actually, it seems like Arlen is our best tank at this point. Um, that's not true. I'm tanking hey. the floor real good. I'm about to say, isn't that saying something. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Yeah, so uh, things are looking pretty bad. So it's kind of good that maybe uh, maybe you ran into uh, friendlies here. At least you hope they're friendlies. Um, and uh, actually, on that note, 
um, the uh, mind traveler uh, turns to another one of his kind uh, slightly behind him, points a finger at him and then at you guys and says, heal them. And then he turns to the rest of them and, and says, follow me. And they just all take off into the room that you guys just vacated. And there's probably a good squad of 20 or so. And just immediately as um, they go into the room, uh, the you guys feel the psychic ripple pass over you. And thankfully, you're out of range at this point in time. But you knew that you I'm just from experiencing it, you know that the elder brain just mind blasted the group. And you see a couple of them just kind of stiffen up and a couple of them just hit the floor. Uh, but the rest of them, uh, you know, pour into the room and you can hear the sounds of uh, combat going on. And uh, you got to assume that between the damage you did to the elder brain and uh, this assault that the elder brain's days on this plane are quite limited. Meanwhile, back in the hallway, the uh, five of the gith are left behind with you, and they just basically shove you up against the wall roughly. Obviously, for most of you, uh, there's uh, very little you can do about it in your state, and they just jam what looks like, I mean, to our modern eyes, a spray bottle in your mouth, hit a button, and you just get a spray of liquid into your, into your mouth, and... Um, well, you've, ex you've experienced this before. We've experienced someone shoving a spray bottle into our mouths and pressing a button and, uh, not that part of it, but the, uh, the healing part of it. So basically it's exactly. the same as a, uh, healing potion. Let me see which one it is here. It's actually a super potion from Pokemon. Yes. No, that you just like spray on like the one burn spot that took all the damage and then you're fine. Okay, and uh, basically everybody um, gets um, 44 plus 4, so basically the same as a greater healing potion. So if everybody could please... Oh, I thought you said 44, yeah. not 4d4. I was like, whoa, yeah. okay. <laughs> so roll four four-sided dice and add four, and that's how many hit points you get back. All right, I'm at 14. Okay, so 14 for Cotter, and how about the rest of you? I got 18. I got 14. I got 15, which brings me up to 65. Oh, there's our tank. And how about Creval? I have 68 hit points. Okay. Excellent. So, yeah, Creval and, uh, and Arlen will be up front tanking then for the rest of you guys. Um, very good. Okay. And then the uh, five of them run into the other room and start uh, ministering to the gith that are down. Um, and uh, then there you are in the hall. Um, you can hear the sounds of combat going on in the other room. And, uh, you know, just through the doorway, you can barely see around the corner, but you see like a large tentacle uh, come out and grab one of the gith. And uh, you, you know, see him wilt to the ground after being hit by whatever uh, psychic emanation comes from the tentacle. Um, and actually, a roll, everybody roll for me perception. 25? Six. I'm just... Eight for me. Um, 30. 19. Okay, so um, obviously, uh, Adri and, and no one are, are in pretty beat-up shape and, and uh, 
are uh, not noticing what's going on in the distance, but the rest of you uh, do notice that from the other end of the hallway, and once again, it curves off into the, uh, the distance there. You can't see what's uh, at the other end of the hallway. You also hear the sounds of combat coming from down there, from presumably where the mind traveler and his squad had just left. Um, and there you are. So uh, what do you guys want to do? You're at the moment um, completely safe. Uh, it seems like with, uh, uh, you know, in the middle of whatever is going on, but in, involved in neither side of it. Uh, what do you want to do? And are the people who shoved healing into our face still there? They ran into the uh, into the room and started uh, doing menstruations on the, the gith that were down fighting the uh, the elder brain there. Uh, I think the first obvious thing I'm going to do is put uh, Adrian Cotter down and I'm just kind of leaning against the wall and like say the obvious, which is we are way out of our depth. No pun intended. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll look into the room at like all the gith that are like falling down dead instant or falling down heavily wounded instantly. I think we did a decent job if this is what it's taking to take it down. And the Elder Brain does seem to be putting up a heck of a fight. I mean, it's got four of the uh, creatures wrapped up in its tentacles. And like I said, there's others that are wilted to the ground under its psychic assault. Uh, But they're also giving as good as they're getting as well. So the the Brain is taking quite an assault at this point. So um, is it possible for me to to get within both sides of the Elder Brain, but out of range of its psychic thing with uh, the curvature? No, it's, it's uh, about the same range for both. So if, if you if you try to get involved in what's going on in the Elder Brain room, it's very likely you'll get hit by the next Mind Blast. Meanwhile, I, you're also just sitting staring at the walls, too, because you, you're stunned for the next uh, 30, 40 seconds here. I uh, got a 17. On? Stun. Although, does getting knocked unconscious undo stun? Um... Well, you, you guys will snap out of it in, in a minute anyway, so... Then I can't make way. my quippy remark about how we're doing so good. Oh, good. Okay, so, um, like I said, right now you're in the middle, in a kind of a quiet pause, the eye of the of the hurricane here. Um, so if you guys wanted to, you could roll hit dice, or um, you could uh, do any other spells or preparations you want to make. Hit dice sound nice. We get three now? Yes, three at this level. Can I um, start shooting firebolts towards the Elder Brain because it's super long distance? Um, you can, but there's so, at this point in time, it doesn't look like they need your help. Uh, okay. You'd maybe better to help yourself. Wow. Okay, I'll roll a hit dice. I just got 34 hit points back from rolling a hit die, or my hit dice, so that's pretty nice. Very good, good bandaging there. Anybody else going to roll hit dice or anything? I did. I got 24. And I I got not very much. So <laughs> I'm at 32 hit points, which is less than half of my max, but all good. No, that's be- that's better max. than none. Yeah. And what was that, Arlen? I'm at my new max. Okay. And how is Creval doing? Uh, I got 29 hit points back. So you're at least in, in limping form at this point. Okay. And so there you are. Um, it, it sounds like the, uh, combat in the brain uh-huh. room is, is going in the tide of, uh, or the tide is flowing towards the, uh, 
towards the gith at this point in time um and considering how they outnumber him that that part's probably tacked down pretty good um the the uh, combat sounds from the other end seem to be uh calming down a little bit too i have a question how because how, we've been expanding some of several recordings and weeks as it were in real time so i put death ward on arlen and the two different aides on our party how much time do we have left on that because there uh, were eight hours eight hours you are definitely within that because if you remember you guys had to you escaped Kahars traveled over here and, and you've only been in, in the actual um, actual elithid layer for less than an hour. Okay, so cool beans. That's all I want to know. Yeah, so the, those are still active and, and uh, assuming that you are able to exit uh, fairly quickly, you should should stay intact until uh, until you're, you've left. Well, my first question is wondering how these guys got down here because I wonder if we can use that to get out. Well, one would assume, um, seeing as they were coming up the passage, that wherever they came from, which, you know, is uh, assuming they didn't use some sort of dimensional gate or teleportation or something, that they must have come in from the other direction where the other sounds of combat are happening. Let's slowly make our way up that passage and see what we see. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Very good. So you guys kind of pick yourselves up. And um, have any of you guys? Sorry, at, at this point, are they like watching us or did they just help us heal and then they let us go on our merry way? Oh, they, they just left you in the hall. Yeah, they're fighting oh, cool. the elder brain. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, I didn't know if there was still like a couple with an eyeshot of us. No, no. Every once in a while, you see a body flop to the ground in, you know, in, in vis visible range of the doorway, but uh, um, that's about it. Yeah, they rushed in there. The healers gave you guys a squirt of Pokemon Super Potion and then uh, ran in themselves, and uh, yeah, you guys are all alone. So so you're going to continue the other direction? I can scope ahead if you guys would like. Yeah, you I should can, do that. Yeah. You can become um, invisible. That's true. Mm -hmm. I can. So I shall. And I will, um, just for safety purposes, I'll do a pass without a trace just so in case there's more leftover, um, we don't immediately get detected. Um, and I'll go 30 feet ahead, be invisible, scout. Sounds fabulous. Give me a stealth roll there with your pass all the trace on. Mainly just to see what high a number you can possibly make. 34. Yeah, there we go. Uh, you remember the good old days when you guys couldn't roll above a 20? Uh, you were such children back then. Now look at you all grown up. She's like, oh, a pile of leaves, and she's like, there's dried leaves and broken glass. I will sprint across stealthily. Very good. Um, and so you uh, sneak, sneak, sneak forward. And, and for actually for everybody, have you guys ever had like a fever or some illness like that where your head just felt like it was throbbing and pounding the whole time? Uh, anyone ever suffer from a migraine headache or something like that? That's what you all feel like right about now. I mean, it's just, it feels like your head wants to just, you know, brains want to leak out of your ears and, and uh, run down, run down your uh, shoulders onto the ground. Is that going to affect us in any way? Um, like in terms of rolling? Nope, nope. Just, I, uh, that's okay. just uh, how wrung out you feel right now after facing the illithids and the elder brain. And uh, so, uh, Adri, you creep forward. And once again, it, the uh, illithid chambers are just completely dark. Um, and so she just disappears into the darkness. And once again, everyone's like, is she, is she, is she gone? I, I, yeah. And, uh, you assume after a little while that she is gone and you follow after her. And, uh, so Adri, you get going around the corner there 
And once again, this uh, uh, passageway is about 100 feet long by the time you get down there. And there are a couple more of those chambers on either side uh, that seem to be either dwelling chambers like the one you came in. It just has the, the two blocks and the little box with the, the beeping lights. Um, but there's nothing in those, so you, you bypass those. And you get all the way to the very end, and you stand there stunned, this time by what you see, not by any attack by the illithids. This chamber is maybe the largest that you have seen outside of the cave that Kaharst is in. And sitting in the middle of it is a giant, what appears to be, nautilus shell. Except you realize that it's not like a living creature's shell. It's some kind of ship or transport. The uh, end of the shell uh, it has, you know, basically a, a, a wall or so forth. And from there is like a large doorway with a gangway or a ramp or something that sticks down from that. And there actually are a bunch of the mind travelers people running inside as we speak. And around the room are the carnage of battle. You see numerous, numerous, maybe hundreds of illithids lying on the floor, various parts of their bodies missing in several cases. Other ones seem to just be lying peacefully on the floor if it wasn't for like their um, cerebral spinal fluids leaking out of their ears. Um, and likewise, there are also a goodly number of the gith lying on the floor as well. And you remember when you had the um, mind flayer wrap its tentacles around your face? Um, you see what the result of that is as numerous ones of those have what's obviously holes bored into their heads and undoubtedly had their brains extracted through those holes and, and uh, explains why, th why they're lying dead on the floor now. But there are probably several hundred casualties between the two sides lying on the floor. Um, but it seems at this point in time as if the Gith have won the day. Uh, there are no standing illithids left. Uh, you get to see the last one fall as it's uh, brought, to the brought to the ground by the, the, the Gith around it. And the Gith seem to be storming this nautiloid shell ship as we're watching. And uh, as the rest of you catch up with uh, Adri there in the entranceway, all of a sudden you just hear this kind of whining, you know, revving up sound of, of like maybe a motor winding up and it gets more and more shrill. And then all of a sudden the ship itself, the nautiloid shell, and the shell is probably a good 100 feet high and probably 30, 40 feet across at the base, just kind of begins to glow and then it disappears. And you see the gith that are standing around just suddenly wheel around and start as if this was not something that they had expected to happen. This was a surprise. And you're now looking at this vast empty chamber full of the detritus of battle. And you can see one large archway on the other side, uh, whether that leads out, you don't know, or just to another chamber, but it is the largest archway you've seen yet. 
And are there any of the guests strumming around? I mean, they all stormed it. Are there any still outside kind of um, The, the room probably has a, a good uh, 50 to 100 gith um, around. Some of them are rendering aid to some of their down companions. Um, but like I said, in, in the last illithid was just brought to the ground a few moments ago. So, the, you know, there's a bunch of them still in, in kind of tactical formations and in, obviously in battle crouches ready to go. But um, the uh, everything seems to have taken a pause with this unexpected uh, loss of the Nautilus shell. So um, since they didn't immediately kill us or attack us or anything, and I'm not sure if that's because the mind traveler knew us, um, but are there any other non-illithids around like that were in that chamber that we saw the um sorry i'm blanking on his name my brother's companion that was in there um are there any other not illithids um well now that you take a look around yeah there are a number of the thralls that are also uh lying on the ground um they uh you know, apparently we're thrown into the fray as well, but obviously from your experience uh, dealing with them, they probably had even less of a chance uh, against the Gith than they had against you. And uh, so, yeah, there's not, none of them are, uh, are at this point living. So it looks like they were enthralled and they tried to also attack the Gith and that's why they yeah. got killed. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're all dressed in rags, just like the other ones were. Um, and yeah, they, they all look haggard and, uh, and beat up. And, and th those... Um, those thralls that you defeated, they are, were all kind of emaciated and, um, you know, malnourished. And uh, they looked uh, in, in bad shape. And, and so do these. So, I mean, obviously being enthralled by the, the illithids doesn't do much for your uh, health and state of mind. So I, I know my, my brother died with the brain stuck out through tentacle holes. Um, that that was I... what was implied by... Uh, by the uh, description, yeah. Can I look around at some of the bodies and see if one of them is, in fact, my brother? Okay, yeah. Um, so you guys start working your way through the chamber, and uh, the gith are, at first, a little um, surprised by your presence there. But, I mean, once they realize that you're not thralls and you're, um, you know, not going to attack them, they seem to relax and, and they go about, uh, you know, accounting for their dead and healing their wounded. Um, and you go through and actually, Adri, you do find one uh, drow that you do know. Uh, it was actually a, uh, a girl that you knew back in, in your school days. Uh, but um, the rest are all strangers to you. And then, of course, the, the other ones are all the other subterranean races. Um, although there is a surface human that is there. Um, how they got a hold of that, they, you know, not really sure. But, uh, yeah, the rest of the drow, um, definitely none of them are your brother at this point. Are any of these dragonborn? No, there are no dragonborn here. Well, if the kith aren't attacking us, can I try to approach one? Um, sure. Just literally one at random and sort of walk up to it, but keep a safe distance away and just you know, raise one hand up in a way of greeting and just say hello. Um, not entirely sure what's going on here or what happened to whatever that was, um, but we mean you no harm. 
and um, she fixes you with a gaze, um, and kind of in a measuring gaze, and um, then just sort of promptly goes back to uh, to uh, rendering aid to the person that she was helping with just a slight nod in your direction. Um, can I give you aid in this? Um, and uh, she uh, turns to you and. Um, in your mind, uh, just like with the, the mind traveler, uh, in your mind, you just hear her voice saying, if you can bring this one back from the edge of death very well, otherwise I suggest you leave and leave us to our business. Um, I'll use my last first level spell, which is cast healing word on him, which will bring him back from death's door a little bit. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, the, the, the gith on the floor's <laughs> eyes kind of uh, bat open and uh he looks around and the uh gith that was speaking with you she just kind of gives a kind of a hump and but you can just see just the tiniest little bit of a smile on the corner of her mouth as if you did impress her with that um my hunting party and i find ourselves in a very precarious situation we're just trying to locate a, uh, indicate to Adri, family member and the way back to the surface. Could you or your hunting party help us in that? And um, you see her kind of stand a little straighter and she gazes off towards the, uh, the uh, elder brain room. And a few minutes later, uh, the mind traveler uh, comes walking back down the uh, hallway into the room and uh, he uh, approaches you and, and, and uh, says, I understand you have questions. Let's make it quick. Our business here is done and we will need to return soon, but I can spare some time for you for the help you've given. Um, uh, our first immediate question is, uh, did you happened to come in at such a time to aid some of the darker looking elves at any way, any time. He said, we slew all that we met as we met none that were not under the thrall of the illithids. There is nothing left alive in the lower chambers and nothing left alive in this level. Did you see any, I'm, I, Assume they know who the drow are. Um, is that a good assumption? I mean, I could just be like, they look like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they didn't, did, they, they know now, yeah. Um, did you find any dead drow that weren't thralls? I'm almost entirely certain that my brother died fighting them and did not become a thrall. Did you see any bodies that you didn't kill yourselves? And he says, we saw no corpses aside of ones that we created ourselves. The illithids are very tidy, I guess you would say. Um, so, yes, I, I would assume that if your brother was killed by them, that they would have dealt with the body fairly rapidly. You will find, and he points out the main archway, just past there, you enter the natural caverns uh, where we came in. And there is a dock work there and a river. 
I would assume they threw the bodies into the river and gave them to back to nature. Is that the way out? If you wish to join the natural caverns and find your way back to the surface, yes, that would be the way to go. Do you know of any more direct way to the surface we could take? We do not need passages to go from place to place, so we did not explore that way. But um, I would assume that that would be the best, fastest way for you to go. Okay. Um, I thank you for aiding our recovery from those things back there. Um, does anybody else have a question for our temporary ally here? If not, I would suggest we move quickly just in case other things wish to join this altercation. Let's leave. I just want to leave. Um, there is one last thing I would warn you about, Traveler. There is a male dark elf who commands an army that might come hunting my hunting party. If you happen to see him or his army, just beware. But if you happen to see him and accidentally drop something heavy on their heads, we would not shed a tear. And he gets an almost malicious smile and says, we will keep an eye out for such a thing. If they should be foolish enough to enter these chambers while we are still here, I can assure you they will not exit again, no more than these mind flayers themselves did. I'll just share an equal smile with him and said, that is a in, totally enlightening and happy thought. We will excuse ourselves from your presence. Very Thank good. You what again. is the name of this commander that you speak of? Uh, Adrian, I forget what his name is. Out of character. I'm sorry. Out of character. I also forget what his name is. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> we haven't talked about it in weeks in real time. I'm so yeah. sorry. Are we talking, lost the are we talking about Varus? And yeah, yes. And, yes. 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 Oh, come on, you're engaged to him. You gotta forget him. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're he's, like, he's not forgettable. And his name is <laughs> I thought we were talking about that's the name. That's the name. Matthew has it. His he goes I'm sorry. by I, I totally care about all of the characters in this world. I just yes. He's so unlikable that <laughs> he forgot him. <laughs> Much well, like he wouldn't remember the arbitrary snail he stepped on weeks ago. <laughs> I love this group. <laughs> there, there it is. His okay. name is Var his name is Varus, and he's been more than a little bit of a bother. Very good. Well, if I don't Varus, think the world would miss him if he disappeared. If Varus crosses my path, consider him gone. Cool with me. That's an easy way out of my engagement. We will excuse ourselves then and uh, start walking toward the archway in the river. Okay, and somebody needs to look up irony in the dictionary when you get a spare moment. Okay. Um, Isn't that what it happens when you get a transplant? Something to your like knee? That. Yes. It's all, it's titanium actually, but. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, you guys um, exit the hallway and for once in this entire 
chamber that you've been in or this entire hive that you've been in, there is a straight hallway. It goes basically straight almost 50 feet from the nautiloid chamber that you were just at, straight out, um, once again, still this kind of arched conical um, hall, um, and it's probably a good 40 feet wide. I mean, it's huge. And it just goes straight out, and all of a sudden you're looking at a natural chamber. And it, it almost feels like you can breathe again now that you're you know, in natural underground surrounds rather than this illithid uh, monstrosity. And all of a sudden you hear a voice say, Hello, darling. And you look forward and there's Varus, backed up by 20 of the Queen's guards. Actually, I should qualify that. From the waist up, it's Varus. But from the waist down, it's a giant spider. What the? Wow, when did, when did that happen? Because that, that would, we haven't been gone from the city for very long. Oh. I'm almost wondering if uh, Lolth did something. Yeah. Well, Lolth does do these things, so Lolth would have done it. Do do I think so? I mean, I most likely totally know how dryers work and function Mm -hmm. and when they get turned. So, do I think that this is what Lolth kind of cursed us with? Uh, Definitely not. Um, you know okay. that dryers are Why created by one of, one of two ways. Um, one is very promising drow are called to her side and put through trials. And the ones that uh, succeed end up being very blessed in the drowish society. However, the ones that fail her trials end up being turned into dryers. So I'm thinking he failed a little bit and the failure was probably about us getting away. Well, the, there's also another way. Um, Driders are also used by Lolf as a um, warning. So um, drow that displease her. Um, so the, the ones that please her get to go through the trials. The ones that displease her don't get to go through the trials. They're just turned into driders. So it's, it's uh, at once a uh, you know, symbol of Lolf's power and also a warning not to be a failure to... Uh, to the rest of the Drowish society. Are the other queen's guards driders too? Uh, no, these are all a very fearsome looking uh, drow. The ones, the four right behind Varus are holding long spears, which they seem to be kind of poking him in the back of the thorax with. And you all notice one more interesting thing about the Varus drider. There are two bundles that are roped, almost webbed, to either side of his thorax. They're long, um, almost tubular bundles. Uh, they get more narrow at one end and, and then kind of get bigger and then immediately narrow again at the other end. And one of them just wiggles and you realize it's a couple of bodies wrapped up in cloth, roped to the side of Varus's thorax. Well, we gotta get them out, gross. Um, do how... we really? I mean, do I we mean, really? I'm thinking it could be I mean, why wouldn't he kill them if if they weren't maybe someone that's on our side? Might be my sister or another family member. So 
Well, you don't that's, know who's in, but that seems like a pretty decent uh, guess at this point. Um, how far away are we from the Nautilus chamber now? Um, it's about um, 50 feet back behind you. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> Wait. So he's like being poked with spears by the Queen's Guard? Maybe? Like they're prodding him forward. So like he's not leading them? That was what I understood. So he's not like in charge of this group of people. It's like he's a, like um, a weapon. Num- number one, um, he's definitely being prodded forward. So he's not in charge. And number two, he's a drider. So he's not in charge. He's a symbol of failure to the drow. Um, and you notice the Queen's Guard are almost looking maliciously at him as they poke him forward. And Varus draws his sword and says, <laughs> her, her dark majesty has given me a chance to redeem myself, darling. All I have to do is kill the lot of you. It's, it's my time. I'm gonna like go back to where the gith are and be like, hey, you know how just about a minute ago we asked for your help killing this guy? Can you come? <laughs> I, I'm gonna, are, I'm are gonna you... take the I'm gonna take the great sword out and light it. Sounds good. Um, now, one problem with that plan, though, uh, Adria, is that you'd be turning your back on twenty of the queen's guards. So um... not if I teleport because it's within sixty feet. <laughs> She says, I see your flaming sword and, and raise you a squad of gifts. I, I feel like I just look at this and I'm like, yeah, no. And I just disappear and <laughs> reappear 60 feet in the back. Okay, so and, you're going uh, to bop back into the Nautiloid chamber? Actually, uh, Drew just lit his sword. You can't teleport anymore. Well, it it's, is brightly it's dim lit. light or darkness. It, it, it's, it's, it's dim brightly, light or darkness. Yeah, yeah. it's bright light. Bright light brightly sword. lit now, well, yeah, because of the can flaming I sword. just move to yeah. away from the sword? <laughs> yeah, you can move 10 feet away. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like 40 or something huge like that? Um, Your sword produces a 40-foot sphere of bright light. Yeah, I believe that's correct. We so. looked it up last last session uh, Just just because of this various type situation. While he's looking that up, I'm going to look at the other Dark Elves behind him. Like, where do you all stand in this? And they just sort of give you a malicious, leering grin. Yeah, these flames shed... dash, then? (laughs) These flames (laughs) shed bright light in a 40-foot radius and dim light for an additional 40 feet. So, it's a bright sword. Sorry, what was the bright light radius? I didn't hear 40 feet. 40 feet, and then dim light for an additional 40 feet. Okay, can I, can I like, run to the edge of the Do bright light need... and then get to the dim light? And then... we just... Well, actually, Adri, as you kind of look back behind you, because you can certainly see, um, you know, the uh, 50 feet back into the nautiloid chamber, as you kind of peer back over your shoulder, you see a bright blue archway in the middle of the room and what appears to be the last several of the gith entering that and disappearing. This is one drider, guys. Yeah, I know, but I just thought it'd be funny to get someone else to kill them. Okay. Like, what was the point of him saying, yes, I'll kill that guy for you if I ever encounter him and then immediately leave? Because he would <laughs> if he saw him. They're, they're done with their job. They're not hanging around waiting for, uh, you know, some, some, some poor vagabond band of adventurers to uh, come and need them. You know, it's not like they're 911. Okay, then we'll just fight him. I'm, I'm so happy that I don't have to marry him now. That's totally cool You wouldn't have me. to anyway because he's a driver. That's true. That's true. Actually, does 
like works becoming for me. a writer invalidate your engagement or well definitely becoming a dead writer does invalidate I mean, your yes, engagement that that's for sure no which 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 house would marry anyone off to a writer yeah, which is a disgraces. symbol of disfavor it would bring dis- bring disgrace to the whole house i guess very good i'm itching to kill this guy can we just cut him in half <laughs> and discuss this later but i want to talk about quantum physics Let's let's stop. Okay, let's guy. roll initiative then. It's murder time. Yes. So, uh, Cotter, what's your roll initiative? Ten. Okay, a, l- a little taken aback here. And Adri? Seventeen. Very good. A little more ready there. And Noan? Nineteen. Even more ready. And uh, Arlen? Also ten. And then Creval? Sixteen. Okay. Very good. Okay, so, um, like I said, the uh, Queen's Guards seem to be prodding him forward with uh, their spears, and he's drawn his sword and, and seems to be ready to, to leap at you. Now, one confounding factor. He has two bodies, and you suspect it might be bodies of people that are precious to Adri strapped to his side. So any attack that you are going to make against Varus will be with disadvantage, Unless you don't care about hitting the two trussed up bodies. If you uh, uh, attack without a uh, disadvantage, just regular attack, any uh, attack that misses has a, has a chance of hitting the two captives. And you don't know how badly damaged they are, so even a single strike could kill them, for all you know. So just uh, something to keep into mind. Um, so is, is anybody going to be... Attacking with regular, um, or will everyone be using disadvantage? Oh, I'm going whole hog. Uh, let's not murder the friends. Well, I mean, that is that you're you're chaotic good, right, Caval? Sure, we'll call it that. Oh no, you're ne- you're neutral now, aren't you? That's the thing. So yeah, I'm not surprised. That's okay. That's I mean, it's not okay, but like it, it makes sense for you. I, 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 I have a I have a plan. I'm not gonna. Okay. What's what's the lighting like around the the actual drow and the drider? Because I mean, they can see in the dark. They have like thermal vision. So yeah. Well, now that... now that there's a great sword that's been lit, it's bright light in the entire in the chamber here. Oh, sorry. I thought that they were a lot further away from us. How can you repeat how far away they are from they're, us? They're they're about forty feet away from you right now on the edge of the the bright light there in the dim light, and um, they like I said, they're just kind of prodding uh, the. Uh, the Drider Varus forward, and he's rushing right at you. Okay. So, top of the round, and Varus um, runs right into the group there, the uh, two bundles uh, flopping, and actually as, as the bundles flop, you can hear kind of moans of pain, so whatever's in those bundles apparently isn't in really great shape. And uh, being jostled around is, is painful to them. And uh, he goes uh, straight at um, Creval there, since you are got the, the big bright light. And he is going to try to hit you with three thwacks of his longsword. Um, am I adjacent? Am I in the front? Sure. I okay. feel so you're happy. Kind of, you're kind of in a group there, so. Okay, I'm going to attack him. With my reaction. Okay. And so, 
two attacks from his longsword, and then he tries to bite you. The first attack is a 14, which I don't believe is going to get through. But that the next miss, one sir. is a nat 20. And that then the bite is a 12. So, that will miss, sir. Very good. So he does get you with the longsword for double damage. So just the slashing attack alone gets you for 20 points of damage. And then you feel the poison on the sword seeping into your system. And that does an additional five points of damage. Okay. And then it is... It's my reaction? Yes. Reaction time. Okay, so I'm going to attack with disadvantage. Which is a 19. 19 definitely hits. Okay. I'll use... Exactly, in fact. Okay, that's good information to know. I'll use a first level spell slot to boost you, up the attack. Do you have any left after that? I have one more additional first level spell slot and one third level spell slot. So 1d8 from the sword, 1d8 because I'm cool, 1d8 because I'm using that, and 1d8 for the spell slot. Uh, my sword's not on fire, so I don't get the fire. That's pretty bad roll. Okay. 15 points of damage. Okay. And he, um, I mean, obviously you rent him pretty good, but he's, he's acting as if it, it isn't affecting him in the least. Okay, and no one, you get to go. So I walk up to him and, and just say, I don't like you very much. And I spend oh, a key <laughs> to get patient defense, and I'm going to claw at this, uh, at this monster. Okay. With disadvantage or just aggressively? That would be a disadvantage of 14. No, bounces off his thorax there. How about a 20? Definitely hits. That does nine, and I'm going to burn off a key for stunning strike. Okay. And what does he have to do to save for that? Make a constitution save, uh, a DC 15 constitution save. Okay. And he gets a 20. That's not very nice, but yeah, well, I'm going to attack with He's a with pretty big beast, attack. so he's going to have pretty good constitution. Yeah, well, I'm going to use my extra attack now. I miss. Okay. And then, Adri, you get to go next. I bet you've been waiting for this for quite some time. Yeah, um, I'm going to first uh, use a key point to do a bonus action uh Actually, I don't think I need these. That's my movement. Never mind. I'm not going to burn a key point. Um, I'm going to just get myself to the edge of the bright light radius um, just so I have the opportunity to... Um, Bop around? Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so you back down the hall a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Um, and presumably I'm still in range to shoot with my longbow Easily. at that point? Easily. Okay. Cool. So I'm going to get myself into a place of dim light, and then I'm going to fire two shots. Does a 17 hit? No, just kind of bounces off his, his chest armor. Um, 21. Definitely hits. 13 points of damage. Okay. And I think I'm going to expend a key point for patient defense and then just hang out here. Okay, good. And then Creval, you got a drider in your face? 
I will smirk evilly and speak out loud. I believe I agree with my red brother. I don't like you very much either. And I would enter a rage. And I will step forth and I will swing my great sword that is on fire, but I will not be striking at the demonic looking strider. I will instead be attacking the webbing. Oh, ah, very good. Two people attached to his body. Okay. So give me a roll so, to hit. That would be a natural 20. Then you naturally hit. Very good. Uh, so that will be. Oh, great. No, I suddenly became a coward. How many D6s do I need for this? Um, one moment, please. Lots of math. Oh, eight and five is 10, 13. That'll be 20 points of slashing damage to the first of the web. Okay. And then, now I'm, I want to make this clear. I'm not trying to pierce the web. I'm trying to cut it free from his body mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. cut them or cut it such that they fall through the sack. And well, then the well basically, damage, since it's roped to his thorax, basically you're going to whack him with it, and then but you'll be aiming to cut the, the ropes as well. Yeah. And then the fire is 15 points. Okay, so he's going to take the fire damage as well as the ropes. So you do 15 points of damage to him in that exchange. And um, you see a whole bunch of the ropes just kind of, uh, and like I said, they're, they're basically webs, just kind of burn and snap. And you think if you can hit one more time that the bundles will fall free. They're already kind of um, falling loosely, but they're, it's, they're kind of at crazy angles. And you hear the... Uh, um, whoever's in the one on the right side of, of uh, Varus as he's facing you kind of cries out in pain. So uh, yeah, they're apparently in some rough shape. Okay, and next um, up- Really, really fast, just because I'm trying to visualize what's going on here. So are the guards like also trying to attack us or are they just prodding the drider no, on? I'm glad you asked. Everybody roll for me insight. I was gonna have you do this at the end of the round, but now seems like a really good time. 17. Mm-hmm. 22. 12. 8. 11. Okay, so um, Noan and Arlen and uh, Kraval are a little too engrossed in uh, the onrushing drider there, but uh, Adri, you and, um, and uh, Cotter notice that the Queen's guards are in kind of a loose semicircle. Um, the ones with spears have them just sticking straight up in the air and they're kind of leaning on a nonchalant angle and actually, um, you know, they seem to be totally at their ease. And Adri, actually what this reminds you most of is the look on people's faces when they're at the Coliseum watching the gladiator games. This appears to be just excellent entertainment for them. So um, if you had to guess, they're not going to get involved. Um, they've been sent by Lolth to, um, you know, make sure that this combat happens. And, uh, I mean, what happens after one side or the other wins? We'll just have to see. Maybe they're just going to come in and clean up the, uh, the remaining uh, injured foes. But, uh, yeah, they seem to be uh, perfectly willing to let this combat go on mano y mano. So well, since I know about the Colosseum type combat, do I think that were we to kill the Drider that we would just also have to fight the guards or would do I think that they might just head out? Well, it's, it's kind of a coin flip at this point in time. Um, 
you would be like 100% sure that um, if Faris wins this one, that they're probably here to make sure he doesn't make it out of the room anyways. Um, but uh, they seem to be kind of the Varus execution squad. But um, knowing the Drowish predilection for uh, for violence, you would expect that uh, they might just be more than willing to finish you guys off in your depleted state after uh, after you're all said and done. Or maybe not. You know, they, like I said, it could be. It's kind of a coin flip. They may be here just to make sure Varus does his work and then leave. So it's kind of tough to tell at this point in time. All right. With that for thought. Okay. And um, next up, uh, Cotter and Arlen, you got the same um, initiative. What do you want to do? I'll go first, I think. Yeah. So I'm going to light my sword on fire. Okay. And then I will also attack the... The bundles? No, the rope. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, I'm not quite as confident as Kerval, so I will roll with disadvantage to okay. not hit them Ooh, that's a 12 no um so the good thing you did roll with disadvantage mm-hmm. um so you, you the uh Varus, I mean, not really um Varus, Varus yeah. moves um at the last moment and you end up just kind of glancing off his thorax and and not uh not uh, getting the the bundles themselves okay. second attack is a 16 so no. 16 um Nope. Yeah. So once again, just uh, he's dancing around too much. You end up connecting with one of his legs and it bounces off, but, uh, but you don't actually get, get a hold of uh, the webbing itself. Okay. And we go to the top of the round and uh, um, Varus. Oh, I think I have not. Yeah, you skipped Owen. Oh, that's no. Yeah, what about Arlen? I, I totally Arlen. I totally marked you down, Arlen, and didn't go. So Arlen, go ahead. You got the same initiative. So only one of you can go. Yes. There can be only one. So fireball, Owen. I'm gonna expend three char. No, <laughs> I'm gonna expend three charges on my wand of magic missile. Okay, automatically hits. And three charges does that make it a third level equivalent? Yes, that would be third level. So that's 18 points of force damage to Varus's face. Okay, and his face takes 18 points. Okay, and rocks him back, but uh, he's uh, still hale at this point in time. And Ooh, another thing. Yeah? I'm going to um, expand one second level and one fourth level to regain sorcery points. Okay. And um, anything else? That's all for my turn. Okay, good. And then, like we said, Varus gets to go. And um, he wheels on you there, Kraval, again. And, uh, and uh, says... The dark lady said that these bundles were precious. I can't let you have them. And uh, once again, three three thwacks coming your direction. I'll again use my reaction to attack him. Okay, the first one is uh, once again a miss, only an eight. 25 for the second one. And um, then 17 for the third one. Does the, thir- does the bite hit there? The bite misses. Okay, so 17 does not hit you, so it gets you with the... 25 there and you take there we are you take 11 points from the slash and you take uh nine points from the poison where you at anyways Creval? you were doing you were pretty hail there earlier i am not quite halfway yet but i'm taking half damage on all this so i am ecstatic right very good and then no one you get to go 
Oh, wait, okay, no, I, I get my... Oh, wait, and, no, that's right, you get your reaction attack, sorry. Okay. With disadvantage. That's a non-natural 20. That hits. Okay, and... Uh, 19 points of damage to him. Ouch. Okay, and now no one. All right, activate patient defense and claw at this hideous aberration three times. Non-natural 20. Okay. Or 11. Okay. That would have been a nat 20, but it's a 19. Okay, still hits. For 11, and I'm going to activate a key for stunning strike. Okay, can you do that and patient defense in the same round? Yes, because okay. patient defense, yeah. It's, but patient it, defense is a bonus action. Stunning yeah. strike is just a patient, thing to yeah. add to your attack. Okay. Yeah, it's just something you can do. That's, that's what I thought, yep. And this time he gets a 17 on his constitution save. Barely makes it. Yep. Okay. Like I and said, he's a pretty big creature, so it's kind of tough to, to stun third, him. Third strike, and I miss. Yeah. Okay. So similar to last round. Very good. Okay, and Adri, you get to go next. <sighs> Sorry, I was I had an idea and then I, I decided against it. Um, are the guards just still hanging out, prodding yeah. Varus? They're, like, they're, is, they're just is, like I said, standing in a semicircle. They're watching like this is another day at the Gladiator Games. No, I think it. Matt just said I could try to offer them money because I'm a noble, but I kind of think I'm also among the disgraced at this point. That's why I'm involved in the gladiatorial combat. So I don't think the guards are going to take my bribes. Um, we also have no money. That too. <laughs> why would we bribe the guards anyway? So you don't die? Oh, afterwards. Okay. I mean, yeah, but let's kill the drider first. <laughs> I'm going to uh, wait. So that that was my question. So there's there's two bodies that he's got in web sacks, um, and only one of them is moving around and crying out, um, or both of them are. Both of them are moving around, and when he came jiggling forward the first time, sprinting forward, um, they both kind of moaned in in uh, agony is not the right word, but I mean, there's certainly who, whoever is in those sacks is in rough shape. Um, and then and, when and you said. Yeah, when they when they fell, when the half the ropes were cut, the one on the the right side actually cried out in pain. So they they apparently have got some sort of condition that, if you jiggle them too hard, they the uh, it hurts a lot. How far away is the dropped body from Varus? Uh, which drop body now? Well, didn't didn't one of them? Drop, no, no, they, or about half of, half of the webbing got cut when uh, when. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Made his Sorry. Um, can I try to shoot it all the way off? That would be kind of tough to do with an arrow. Um, you know, you know, it'd be like shooting a spider web. So you'd, you'd want you'd have to cut it with a, a blade of some sort. All right, with an um, awesome vampire blade. That's true. I keep forgetting I have that. Um, I don't like. I don't know. It kind of goes against my morality. Um, well, that's what Galchabar said when you first got it. You would have to. Uh, balance that against your uh against your morality there um is is behind varus uh within 60 feet of me and also in dim light 
Well, um, I guess no, because I went backwards, so I guess not. Sorry, it's weird without having the visual. Yeah, and, and we're, you're just doing this theater of the mind, yeah. And um, you can imagine that he's standing right in the midst of all the rest of your group. I'm assuming, um, Arlen, that you've stepped back a, a step or two so to be behind the uh, the heavies. Uh, but obviously yeah. the lit greatsword of Kraval is right there next to him, so there's a 40-foot circle of bright light around him. Well, bummer. All right, then I'll just I'll just shoot him. Okay. Twenty non-natural. That would hit. Uh, eight points of damage. Okay. And the second one doesn't hit. Okay, but you do get an arrow in him, and and were those with those are with disadvantage, right? Yes. Okay, good. And then Kraval. What are you going to do? He's looking pretty ragged at this point in time. He's got arrows sticking out of him and gashes in him and, and so forth. Uh, I will happily attack the webs with reckless abandon. Try to get, cut them free from this creature. I think you might want to track him with your sword, but okay. Well, that's it. Actually, I'll do it with my sword, yes, yes. with reckless abandon. Uh, that would be a 26. Okay, and you do strike the webbing. And once again, Varus will take the uh, the fire damage from that. Okie dokie. Um, so slashing damage to the web is uh, 14. Okay. And fire damage to the ugly drider is 6. Okay. And yeah, so all of a sudden uh, the webs just fire and unravel and both of the uh, bundles hit the ground. And obviously a drider is not a small thing. So they're falling from about 4 or 5 feet in the air. And they kind of hit solidly. And the one on the right, once again, just almost screams in agony. Um, and uh, even the one on the left, um, you know, cries out as it hits the ground. Then uh, Varus himself looks pretty, pretty ragged there. So, um, Cutter, you no longer have wait, to wait, use disadvantage. Wait, wait. Oh, you got something? Wait. Yep. Bonus action. War Priest. Inspiration. Use a melee attack as a bonus action. Okay. I'll strike now at the no longer covered up drider. Yes. And you'll be able to strike with regular instead of just 23. 23 hits. Okay. 16 points of slashing. Okay. And only two points to fire that time. But that doesn't really matter because basically you just uh, bring the uh, blade up and just bury it right underneath his uh the you know physical uh drow part of it right into the front of the thorax there and you just see Boris's eyes go wide and his mouth goes wide and Adri he just kind of turns to look at you and kind of reaches a hand to you as in, in some sort of supplication and then the all the legs on the left side just kind of crumple and down he goes. And you smell the smell of burning spider. Bummer. <laughs> I knew you'd be. Can totally. I take his head? Um, if you want to. I'm taking his head. That's unnecessary, but okay. Very good. <laughs> and that's where we're going to stop today.
Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, uh, a couple of things here. Um, first things first, uh, the gith and them disappearing at the uh, inappropriate moment, or maybe appropriate moment. Um, that was planned all along. Uh, the gith were here to take out the mind flayers and then leave. Uh, so like we said in the episode, it's not like they were going to hang around waiting for some hapless group to actually need help fighting a bunch of Queen's guards. So there we are. Uh, the other thing to talk about is you never know what the players are going to do. Um, when I had set this up initially, I thought that for sure the players would be uh, focused on taking out uh, Varus the Drider and, uh, you know, just for self-preservation reasons. Uh, didn't think they would go after cutting the rope, so I had to figure that one out on the fly because, of course, Drew's got to do something different. But there we are. That was pretty good thinking on his part, uh, taking out uh, and then allowing them to get full access to the drider, although it happened right there at the very end. And so it wasn't too terribly useful, but good thinking outside the box all the same. But anyways, the party has downed Varus the drider, and they have uh, recovered the bundles, who knows what's in them, and they're staring across at uh, about 20 members of the Queen's Guards. So what's going to happen next? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.